Blog Talk Radio. Stay tuned. Deliverance is next. Parental discretion is advised. Live worldwide. Deliverance with your host, Jay Bartlett. For the next half hour, Jay will be exploring the unknown, the strange, the supernatural. Ready or not, you're about to experience deliverance. God did not spare angels when they sinned, but sent them to hell, putting them in chains of darkness to be held held for judgment. If he did not spare the ancient world when he brought the flood on its ungodly people, but protected Noah, a preacher of righteousness, and seven others, if he condemned the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah by burning them to ashes and made them an example of what is going to happen to the ungodly. And if he rescued Lot, a righteous man, who was distressed by the depraved conduct of the lawless, for that righteous man living among them day after day was tormented in his righteous soul by the lawless deeds he saw and heard. If this is so, then the Lord knows how to rescue the godly from trials and to hold the unrighteous for punishment on the day of judgment. This is especially true of those who follow corrupt, the corrupt desire of the flesh and despise authority. It's recorded here. And if he rescued Lot, a righteous man who was distressed by the depraved conduct of the lawless. For that righteous man living among them day after day was tormented in his righteous soul by the lawless deeds he saw and heard. Did you know, my friends, that living in demonically controlled areas is a doorway that leads to evil spirits? That could lead to torment. That could make you susceptible to demonic attacks. You may be surprised, but it's the truth, my friends. You see here with Lot. Lot was living among the lawless, the ungodly. For that righteous man, Lot, living among them day after day, was tormented in his righteous soul by the lawless deeds he saw and heard. Living living in a demonically controlled area is a doorway that leads to demons. Obviously, as we see here with Lot, he was very susceptible To torment because he lived among those who had evil spirits. 
That's just one doorway. There's many doorways that lead to evil spirits. You may remember from my broadcast yesterday. I spent some time discussing the doorways that lead to evil spirits in relation to specifically false religious groups like Mormonism, the Jehovah Witnesses, the Unitarian Church, Scientology, Hinduism, Buddhism, Taoism. I mean, all these groups that deny the essentials of the Christian faith, participating in these groups can lead to evil spirits. We ought not to be surprised, for they teach doctrines of demons. When I hold my meetings, I try to go through the most common doorways. And there's about 20 to 30 doorways I like to deal with. Generally speaking, in many of our meetings, we're only able to get to maybe two or three, four or five at most. Very rarely are we able to go through the 20-some doorways. Now, perhaps there's thousands of doorways that lead to evil spirits. But I like to cover the most common doorways. And that's what we're doing in these broad, these series of broadcasts this week is, is delving into the various doorways that human beings open that allow evil spirits to invade human bodies. And one doorway that leads to evil spirits that could lead to demonic attack, is living or visiting demonically controlled areas. As I read from the book of Second Peter, we see that Lot, he was a righteous man, yet in his soul, he was tormented. Why was he tormented? Ever thought about that? He was tormented because he lived among those who had evil spirits. Evil Spirits. That's just one doorway. There's many other doorways that lead to evil spirits. You know, my wife and I were counseling a young lady outside of Atlanta, Georgia, at a National Spiritual Warfare Conference some years back who had this woman had witnessed as a young girl her cousin being abused by a family member this traumatized her greatly during the counseling session we discovered that this trauma opened her soul to a vile spirit we have discovered that abuse in all of its ugly forms opens up humans to devils so that's another doorway Abuse and trauma, witnessing abuse, witnessing traumatic events opens doors to human beings, to evil spirits, to their bodies, to their soul, their mind, their emotions, and their will. Abuse and trauma is like a two-sided coin, my friends. Where you find one, you usually find the other. And Jenny was no different. She witnessed her cousin being abused, and this traumatized her. And unknown, unknown to Jenny, allowed a demon, an evil spirit, to enter her. Now, over the course of two days, we would be in prayer for this young lady. And a demon would manifest to choke her. 
Now, we stopped on several occasions because of the demon's insistence in violating her in this manner. Now, on the second night, we had experienced an unbelievable breakthrough. As the demon was brought into submission, and we dealt with many, many evil spirits within her, one demon that manifested revealed he had entered her through the trauma. The name of the spirit was fear. This foul, evil spirit told me, I entered Jenny as a result of her seeing her cousin abused. That's what the demon said. Apparently, this incident opened her to fear, and a spirit of fear invaded. Have you witnessed a traumatic event in your life? Something that petrified you, terrorized you? Well, if that's the case, then it's very entirely possible an evil spirit has invaded. Oh, there's so many doorways. That lead to evil spirits. And I'm hoping we could take the time in these series of radio presentations and broadcasts to deal with each doorway so you can close the doorway and be set free by the power of Jesus Christ. So tonight, we're going to discuss how evil spirits invade human bodies on tonight's edition of Deliverance. I'm Jay Bartlett, and I'll be here for the next half hour exploring the unknown, the strange, and the supernatural. Ready or not, you're about to experience deliverance. Hey, what's up? This is Michael Tate with news about some more real-life Jesus freaks. From the voice of the Mars. Christians in Iraq continue to face deadly violence in what appears to be strategically planned attacks. On November 11, suspected Islamic extremists detonated 11 bombs in Christian suburbs across Baghdad, targeting shops and homes. At least five Christians were killed and 33 injured. Four days later, car bombs killed one person and injured seven. Will you pray for Iraqi believers? And pray that God's plan for all people to know the truth and be saved moves forward despite the destructive plans of Islamic extremists. For the latest, go online to persecution.com. Hey, what's up? This is Toby Mack with a portion of Scripture taken to heart by every real-life Jesus freak. It's in 1 Peter chapter 4. Dear friends, do not be surprised at the painful trial you are suffering, as though something strange were happening to you. But rejoice that you participate in the sufferings of Christ, so that you may be overjoyed when His glory is revealed. You see, Peter saw suffering for his faith as a privilege. After his final arrest and sentencing, Peter announced... He was not worthy to be crucified in the same position as his Savior and requested to die on the cross upside down. How about you? What will be your final request? How do you respond to the voice of the martyrs? Go online to persecution.com.
these series of broadcasts, we're going to try to disco- uh, discover and explore and investigate the various door- doorways that lead to demons. As a result of being in the ministry for 25 years, 10,000 exorcisms plus on every continent of the world, I've discovered there are common doorways that lead to evil spirits. Some of the most common doorways we discussed yesterday, in yesterday's broadcast, the occult, which is a worldwide phenomenon, a worldwide movement that every continent has been affected by in one way or the other. From devices to personalities to ideologies to various kinds of groups, the occult is pervasive in most of the societies in our world today in one way or the other. And false religious groups, which we dealt with yesterday also. And we close those doorways. And this is in continuation of those broadcast or the presentation from yesterday as we continue to delve into the various doorways that lead to evil spirits. Now, as I mentioned before the commercial break, my wife and I in Atlanta, Georgia, speaking at a National Spiritual Warfare Conference, encountered a young lady who had witnessed her cousin being traumatized, the trauma. The traumatic incident opened her life to fear, and a spirit of fear invaded. Perhaps you have witnessed. Perhaps you have been traumatized by just witnessing a friend, a family member, being hurt. Perhaps you were just a little boy, a little girl, and you saw your brother, your sister being hurt by someone. That could have opened up your soul, your mind, your emotions, your will to the powers of darkness because you were terrorized. How can a three, a four, a five-year-old process that kind of trauma, that kind of horrific abuse? That opens up to the spirits of fear, the spirits of terror, the spirits of darkness. Now, in Jenny's case, God's goodness prevailed as she turned to God. And the demons were expelled in the name of Jesus. I'm telling you, my friend, sexual, physical, emotional, mental, spiritual abuse tears not only the body nature, but also the soul of a human being. Now, it should be noted that abuse and trauma can also cause dissociation. And it should be addressed. And I'm hoping in in the near future to hold a series of talks, a series of presentations on the topic of dissociation. Now, in the many thousands of exorcisms I've conducted worldwide, I've seen a pattern. I would estimate that 90% of the demonized, 90% plus that I've dealt with have been abused, traumatized in one manner or another. It's that high. This is a major doorway that leads to evil spirits. And this has allowed the devil an opening to take advantage of. The devil will take the opportunity and will run with it. If there's abuse and trauma, you can, you can be sure the devil is around with his demons to t- try to take advantage of the abuse, of the trauma, of the deep pain, the suffering, the inner suffering and the inner tears that you're experiencing. Abuse usually results in the victim getting angry, harboring bitterness and resentment, hatred, even rage. Now, these emotional ills can, if held on to for a long period of time, can be a spiritual right by which demons can enter the body or soul. 
in James 1. We see a clear warning to avoid anger, for example, for it leads to unrighteousness in all forms of evil, which would include demons. Demons are evil spirits. First John 2 tells us that those who harbor hate walk in darkness. Demons and the devil reside in this darkness. Just a few summers ago, we dealt with a loved one, a family member, who had been terribly abused as a child sexually and harbored great hate for the one who tormented her. This hate, this anger allowed a spirit of rage to enter her. When dealing with rage, I asked the spirit, what right did he have to the body? And he replied to me. He spoke. He said he was given the right at the age of three when the sexual abuse occurred. The abuse led this loved one to receive other evil spirits through the years as she held on to the anger, the rage, the resentment, the bitterness. Now, my friends, in the name of Jesus, you can be free from this. In the name of Jesus, the one who was crucified, who shed blood, who rose again from the dead, can set you free today. As you're listening to this broadcast, God cares. God loves you. And in the name of Jesus, you can be free from any evil spirit that may have invaded you through trauma or abuse that you've endured. But you must turn from the anger, the bitterness, the resentment, the hate, the unforgiveness that you've held on to for so long. Simply call upon Jesus to deliver you now. To say, God, I need you to help me in forgiving those who've wronged me. To release me from the hate, the anger, the bitterness, the resentment, the rage that is within me. And I take authority over every evil spirit behind these emotions, and I command them to leave me now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. And holy God, I ask that in your, through your loving presence that you would heal my bruised and shattered, fragmented soul. And I speak in the holy name of Jesus to those who are listening to this broadcast who have been traumatized. God cares, and he heals those broken in heart. And I speak to those broken pieces. those broken parts of the heart in the love and kindness of God. God desires to comfort you, little heart. Pieces of the heart. God desires to comfort you and heal your inner wounds. I speak healing. Be healed, little ones. Be healed, little lamb, in the name of Jesus. Be healed. Perhaps, as you're hearing my voice, things are being aroused. The demons residing within your soul, your mind, your body. You could feel the inner conflict. You could feel parts of your heart just being held captive. They hear my voice, but they're not fully able to receive the healing because these invaders, these monsters, these tormentors are hindering. Now sometimes people could receive deliverance just listening to a radio broadcast like right now. Other times we have to have in-person ministry. 
If you feel like you need in-person ministry, I would encourage you to get in touch with me now at j at jbartlett.org, j-a-y at jbartlett.org. Or attend one of our public meetings that we'll be holding in the near future, which I'm going to speak on here in a moment. We want to help you. Email me right now at j at jbartlett.org. There's much I want to talk about this evening in regards to open doors, doors, entry points, portals, spiritual portals that lead human beings to receiving demons. I need we need you to close these doorways. God wants you to close these doorways. There's many doors presented to your life. And most of those doorways lead to disaster, spiritual danger, destruction, domination by the powers of darkness. You need to avoid those doors. You need to turn to the the door, the Lord Jesus. And he will set you free. You could simply just say, Lord Jesus, save me. I don't know what this man's talking about. This is a funky show. But I I hear what he's saying about you, Jesus. I recognize he does love me, which he does, my friends. He loves you. Just call upon the name of the Lord Jesus, and you shall be saved. Repent of your sins. Renounce Satan in the name of Jesus. Say, Jesus, save me. Help me, Lord Jesus. Help me. Deliver me. Forgive me, God, for my evil, my wickedness. Now, I'd like to send you a free New Testament. If you just said that simple prayer for the very first time, I'd like to send you a free New Testament. Just simply email me at j at jbartlett, j-a-y at jbartlett.org, and I'll send you a free New Testament to encourage you, to bless you. Oh, there's much to talk about today. I'll be right back after this brief intermission. Toby Mack with a story of real life Jesus freaks from the voice of the martyrs. Jesus' command in Matthew chapter 25 to visit those in prison leads most of us to imagine convicted inmates serving time in a local jail cell. We rarely consider the thousands of persecuted Christians imprisoned around the world this very day. Their only crime may have been owning a Bible, attending an underground church service, or proclaiming the gospel. Their prison may be a crude dungeon or a filthy hole in the ground. Their only visitors are diseased vermin and brutal guards. Suddenly, Jesus' mandate to remember those in prison takes on a whole new meaning. For more, go online to persecution.com. Say, come, come, 
I'm so, so glad I hear your voice Say now I know you understand me Oh, how much I love you You took away my chains yeah. You broke the bond of my pain Nothing is above you Tate with news about another real-life Jesus freak. Born into a communist Cuban home in 1985, Rosa lived under the strict atheism of parents loyal to Fidel Castro. But her great-grandmother secretly shared God's love with Rosa, and the seeds of faith planted by the old woman, cultivated through prayer, came to harvest when Rosa received Christ just a few years ago. 
At boarding school, she was the only Christian. So Rosa did the same thing her great-grandmother did. She shared the gospel. And now she has three Christian friends she meets with in secret. Did you ever wish for more Christian friends? Maybe, like Rosa, you can make some yourself. Will you stand with the Voice of the Martyrs? Go online to persecution.com. is next. Parental discretion is advised. Live worldwide. Deliverance with your host, Jay Bartlett. For the next half hour, Jay will be exploring the unknown, the strange, the supernatural. Ready or not, you're about to experience deliverance. The last half hour, I discussed how lot in the scriptures, I mean, it's, it's, it really, it's a fascinating passage. If you look at the book of Second Peter chapter 2, I mean, it speaks of Lot being a righteous man who was distressed by the depraved conduct of the lawless. For that righteous man living among them day after day was tormented. It speaks about him being tormented in his righteous soul by the lawless deeds he saw and heard. I'm telling you, my friends, that is a doorway that leads to evil spirits. If you live among those, let's say you live in a homosexual community. Let's say you live in a home that was a, at one point a brothel used for prostitution, drug trafficking. Let's say you live in a predominantly Hindu community. Let's say you live next door to an Islamic mosque. I mean, all of these things can open you to be tormented in your soul. Living in demonically controlled areas is just but one doorway that leads to evil spirits. Many people are not even aware of this. That's why we're doing these broadcasts. That's why we're doing these presentations, to expose you to the reality of evil spirits invading human bodies. Evil spirits want to go into your soul, want to go into your body to torment you. Do you think demons are gracious beings? You think they're benevolent? You think they love you? They think you think they they want to give you a gift? No. They want to torment you. They want to destroy you and take your soul to eternal fiery hell. You may think I'm a raving raving madman. You may think I'm a fool. But you know in your heart what I speak of is true. In the last, the first segment of this broadcast, I dealt with the issue of trauma, 
and abuse, how they, those elements in life can open up your soul, your body, to evil spirits. Of course we know about how the abuse can affect the body, but it can affect the soul, because oftentimes those who abuse are angry, and rightfully so. But the anger can lead into rage, hate, and it can ultimately lead to murder. You hear it all the time. Have you opened doors to evil spirits? Have you, my friend, opened doors to evil spirits, to demonic spirits? Perhaps you're tormented. Perhaps you're vexed by the devil. What are you going to do about the devil being in your life? These devils will stay. Ah, they may give you the appearance that everything's okay for a season here and there. So you could try to function as best as you can. Because they want to stay. They have a master plan. You've opened, if you've opened a door to an evil spirit, their master plan is to stay. They're disembodied spirits. They do not want, they want a body. They don't want to leave your body. They would love to stay even not only in your body, but then be passed on through the generations, transgenerational. Just pass on through the, through the bloodline, generation after generation after generation after generation to torment your son, your daughter, your brother, your sister, your mother, your father, your uncle, your aunt. Continue to torment generation after generation. It's not uncommon in our exorcism meetings that we deal with demons that have been in for many, many generations. On my father's side, 400 years. Ten plus generations of Illuminati, of secret societies, of occult bondage. And I'm the first male to break it by the power of the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, by the power of the resurrection of Jesus Christ, and the power of the cross. It's able to break the curse. It's able to break the curse in your life. And now this week, I'm going to talk about the curses. How to break generational curses. You need to know how to break generational curses. Many of you are listening to this broadcast right now are being affected by generational curses. Generational curses curses opens doors to demons, obviously. You need to break them. And that's why we're doing these series of broadcasts on how demons, how evil spirits invade human bodies. And that's what we're going to discuss on tonight's edition of Deliverance. I'm Jay Bartlett. And I'll be here for the next half hour exploring the unknown, the strange, and the supernatural. Ready or not, you're about to experience deliverance. What's up? This is Michael Tate with a common sense perspective on why the world hates Jesus freaks. When Christians are tortured and killed for their faith, we shouldn't be surprised. In John chapter 15, Jesus told us, a servant is not greater than the master. Since they persecuted me, naturally they will persecute you. If they had listened to me, they will listen to you. 
the people of the world will hate you because you belong to me, for they don't know God who sent me. You see, anyone who doesn't know God is just doing what comes naturally, looking out for themselves. Our job then as believers is to do just the opposite, love our enemies and pray their eyes be opened. How do you respond to the voice of the martyrs? For more on the voice of the martyrs, go online to persecution.com. It's important to break 
all soul ties with any potential marriage partner, lest you become demonized with her demons. This is not taught in most churches, but yet it's a spiritual phenomenon that's affecting millions of people. Many of you listening to this broadcast, you've created unholy sexual unions. Now, let me be very clear. This broadcast is not about condemnation or judgment, for God loves each and every soul, and God wants each and every soul to come to repentance. Now, I do believe in judgment. I do believe in hell. And you know me. I preach the, the reality of hell in this broadcast. But the focus has always been the love of Jesus Christ in your life. That's what drove Jesus to the cross, for he loved you. He loves you. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting eternal life. Just imagine you can have your life begun anew. You can have a new life. If anyone is in Christ, he becomes a new creation. The old things are gone. Be new. Behold, the new has come. The new can come into your life. A newness, a new heart, a new spirit. Everything can be made new. But you must come to know Jesus. And I encourage you. And I encourage those in marriage counseling, I urge the parties, the couples, to individually break the soul ties that may have been created through any past sexual union. And it also goes for those who have married or about to marry, anyone who's participated in any other perversion or have experienced any violation that I've just listed, necrophilia, bestiality, lesbianism, homosexuality, fornication, adultery. The sin must be renounced, and the soul ties need to be broken through the power of Jesus Christ. You know, I recently dealt with a minister. That's right, a minister of the gospel in a deliverance session that had a demon because his birth mother's rape. Now, unknown to the victim, for he was adopted, the spirit referred to itself as rape. This vile sex being then provoked this minister to, minister to fantasize about raping women. He didn't want to rape. In his heart, he did not want to rape women. But the spirit, there was an evil spirit within him. An evil spirit within him. That's right. Now, no fault of his own. Simply because his, his birth mom was traumatized. But it passes on. From the mother to the child. And the spirit referred to itself as rape. It caused him to fantasize about raping women. Thank God he was delivered. These kinds of spirits are often generational. And the generational ties must be broken through the blood, the shedding of the blood of Jesus Christ. No wonder the repeated warnings against unholy sexual behavior in the Old and New Testaments. We see it over and over again. God loves us dearly and wants us to be physically and spiritually clean. And now if you failed in this area, God is merciful. He's willing to comfort you and to clean you if you just repent of your sin. Deliverance from unholy sexual soul ties can be accomplished as, as you ask God to break. And, and you ask God to forgive you for each sexual sin and tie that, may have, that you may have participated in. Just say, Lord Jesus, just, just pray with me. Just say, Lord Jesus, I break that soul tie. That I created through the sin of fornication, adultery, bestiality, and just name the sin. 
through your holy blood is broken. And I command each demon, every evil spirit, every sex spirit that access my life through these sins or violations to leave now in the name of Jesus. Go in Jesus' name. Good. In Jesus' name, let go of these people. Evil spirit, let go of the people right now in Jesus' name. Lift off of them now. In Jesus' name. Good. Many of you getting freedom even now. That's why we're doing these broadcasts, to reach you, my friend. You're important to God. I'll be right back. There is so much to discuss today. And I have some personal information I want to share with you regarding some of the meetings that we'll be holding. I'll be right back after this brief intermission. Hey, what's up? This is Michael Tate with another story of a Jesus freak from the Voice of the Martyrs. In 1945, most Romanians ran from the Russian tanks rolling into their villages. Richard and Sabina Wormbrand handed gospel booklets to the tank commanders. Having spent more than 14 years in prison, Wormbrand would later testify to the U.S. Senate about brutalities suffered under communism, even taking off his shirt to reveal 18 deep torture wounds. Richard Wormbrand, founder of The Voice of the Martyrs, once said, As the communist atheists allowed no place for Jesus in their hearts, I decided I would leave not the smallest place for Satan in mine. For more on his life and legacy, go online to persecution.com. Hey, what's up? This is Michael Tate with the story of two Jesus freaks, one real life, one fictional. The main character in the allegory, The Pilgrim's Progress, is named Christian. Millions of believers have been inspired by his perseverance as he journeys from the city of destruction to the celestial city encountering many pitfalls along the way. But did you know the author, John Bunyan, had his own challenges too? He served 12 years in prison for preaching without a license. But it was there that he was inspired to write that life-changing allegory. Bunyan once said, I never knew all there was in the Bible until I spent those years in jail. I was constantly finding new treasures. Will you stand with the Voice of the Martyrs? Go online to persecution.com.
Sunday, October 27th and 28th, Church of the Cross, Public Deliverance Mission, Waco, Texas, in the Dallas area, Homewood Suites, Boardroom Meeting Hall, 5620 Legend Lake Parkway, Saturday service starts at 5 p.m., Sunday service starts at 5 p.m. No child care provided, but we'll be performing live exorcisms, and we'll be praying for your healing in the name of Jesus Christ. October 27th, 28th, Church of the Cross in the Dallas area. November the 3rd, Public Deliverance Mission, Atlanta, Georgia, Hampton Inn and Suites, downtown. International Boardroom Meeting Hall, 161 Spring Street Northwest, there in Atlanta, Georgia. Saturday service starts at 5 p.m. November the 4th, Public Deliverance Service, Grand Rapids, Michigan. Hampton Inn and Suites, Grand Rapids Airport, 28th Street. That's the boardroom meeting hall, 5200 28th Street in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Sunday service starts at 5 p.m. November the 17th, Public Deliverance Service, South Florida. Hampton Inn, Fort Lauderdale, boardroom meeting hall, 1900 Northwest, 150th Avenue. There in Pembroke, Pines, Florida, and South Florida, Saturday service starts at 5 p.m. We also have at the end of November into early December, we'll be holding open-air evangelistic mission work and public deliverance services throughout Europe, Middle East, Africa, and Asia. More details forthcoming on the events, on those events as I travel around the globe, preaching the gospel, casting out evil spirits, healing the sick, healing broken hearts. And I would love to meet you at one of these meetings. Again, just before Halloween, we're going to be holding a pre-Halloween event, October 27th, 28th, Church of the Cross, Public Deliverance Mission in Waco, Texas, at the Homewood Suites, Boardroom, Meeting Hall, 5620, Legend Lake Parkway in Waco. Saturday and, service, Saturday and Sunday service starts at 5 p.m. So I would love to meet with you. This broadcast is not about just educating, but it's also to facilitate me meeting you so I can help you. I believe in in-person, in-person ministry. There's only so much I could do behind this microphone and reaching out to you. I've discovered that oftentimes deliverance is quite difficult on the phone, through Skype, email, communication, text, however – from a distance, it's better. If you look at the life of Jesus, for example, Jesus generally ministered to people in person, obviously. There was a few times when he ministered from a distance. But there's something unique about ministering in person, face-to-face with an individual, and in, in, in particular when it, when it comes to the area of exorcism and dealing with demons. You know, I guess nothing surprises me anymore. In all my years of traveling and ministering to people bound by the devil, I've come across some very strange cases But when my wife and I met Sarah, we were astounded. Sarah had been praying to the devil for six years, and she was incapable of ending this practice. That's right. She had been praying to the devil for six years. It was an addiction. She was addicted to praying to the devil. Have you ever heard such a thing? You've heard of people being addicted, obviously, to alcohol, nicotine. But... She was addicted to praying to the devil. She was a teenager. She was only a teenager when she attended the summer camp when she was introduced to a friend. 
Interesting how that was set up to a friend who had been praying to the devil. And this friend introduced Sarah to this evil practice. What was even more remarkable was that Sarah was a professing believer in Christ. How could anyone pray or talk to the devil? It's quite simple. Over the years I've dealt with people, many people have called upon the devil. Sarah was going through a personal crisis at the time and was vulnerable. This vulnerability left her open to some unhealthy spiritual influences that led her to start experimenting with praying to the devil. The devil responded and gave her some sort of physical comfort that she depended upon through some crisis. She began to like this, this, this weird sensation the devil was leaving her with. So she continued to pray to the devil. Now this sin opened her to 14 evil spirits. And it was very difficult to get Sarah to renounce her sin of praying to the devil. I mean, God's mercy reached out to her and rescued her. But it was very difficult because these spirits were hindering her. We must take personal sin very seriously since sin attracts demons. Personal sin is another doorway that leads to demons. Ephesians 4 tells us that personal sin can give the devil an opportunity to create a foothold from within. Sarah opened a door to demons. You must not allow the devil access. We must claim the forgiveness of God over our sins and walk in his love, lest we be taken captive by this vile being named Satan. A sin like bitterness, fear, unforgiveness, anger, rejection, abandonment, lust. Any of these sins that, that's held on to for a long period of time can present an opportunity for the devil to take advantage of. Instead of identifying with one's flesh, you must identify yourselves with Jesus Christ. For only this practice can release you from the continual bondage of the enemy, my friends. Just, sim just simply cry out, a personal cry like this. Just say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I claim your forgiveness over these sins. Name your sin. If it's fear, if it's unforgiveness, anger, lust, whatever it is. God, forgive me. And I realize my true identity is found in you. I am free, and I command every evil spirit behind these wicked, wicked sins to go in the name of Jesus Christ. Go in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. There's so many other doorways I want to discuss. I would encourage you to get to my website, jbartlett.org. jbartlett.org. You'll find many of my books. I've written nearly 40 volumes, and you'll find many of them there. Feel free to email me at j at jbartlett.org. I bless you, my friends, in the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.